Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Expanse Season 2, Episode 6, it's called Paradigm Shift, full spoilers for the episode as always. So, big things at the end, we're going to go nuts about the ending, sure, this is mm, happening, mm. but things before save, that, save that for a little bit. Save that Save that for the, the, the I don't know if the conclusion, but certainly towards the, we'll get through some of the more... I'll yeah. quote-unquote mundane stuff first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, well, we start with a flashback uh, to 137 years ago to Epstein, uh, Solomon Epstein, who who designed the drive that lets everyone move around the, the way they do, uh, which yeah. I think is very smart that they set this up last week with uh, the crew chasing after Eros, like the... the the whole yeah. thing where it's going too fast and it might kill them and they're taking these fluids. It yeah. it gave this a really interesting context where I understood what he was kind of discovering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this guy basically designs this and it looks like he... It basically kills himself. I mean, we haven't seen the end of it yet. But he yeah. is going like so fast, he can barely move, he can't turn it off. And he's like... Because at this point, 137 years ago, they've already... But on Mars, that's already a thing that's going on. They're kind of at the cusp of them becoming separate things by the sounds of it, with the way he was talking at the start, where they've set up colonies. Mars wants to become its own nation, if you will, its own planet. But yeah. everything's still owned by Earth kind of thing. And it says we're just at the cusp of that. And he's flying out. And obviously, my mind's racing as he's going out. I'm like, is wherever he ends up, is that going to cause whoever sent the protomolecule to send the protomolecule. That's what my mind's thinking as he's... Yeah, you're like, this is here for a specific reason. Yeah. Like, they're, they're showing us this for a purpose. Yeah. It's just, what is it? But he's shotgunning out, just straight out of space. Like, nothing can stop him. I mean, we actually... Uh, Ganymede, we get to the, the, the moon and Jupiter as he, like, flies by it. Like, 137 units, sort of, like, you know, camera comes down and it's, like, present day again. Yeah. And that's how we get introduced to the, the moon on Jupiter, uh, which is... Which is a cool way of doing it. And we finally catch up with the, the Martian crew again. Uh, Draper, specifically, is the one we, we know. As the end of the episode would tell us, the only one we really needed to remember, because everyone else looks like they're dead. I know, after all that, I was going to go, okay, so we'll learn the rest of them at some point, and, you know, th this is whose this is. But in hindsight, it. it's kind of like, well, that's why I didn't bother spending more time on them, <laughs> because they're going to be dead. We don't need to know who they are. Well, yeah, uh, th that works that way, too. I mean, we knew a little bit, just enough that we didn't. They weren't just completely faceless people who died. Yeah, just enough that it felt like they could develop into people. Like yeah. enough that that they were. It was kind of like season one. There was a couple of deaths towards the start of season one where we thought, oh, they could be main characters going forward, and then they just killed them in the next episode. It was kind of like that. Yeah, almost. yeah, I remember that. So it's almost impressive they can still do that in season two, where they'll make us think, oh, this is going to be a new main character who's going to be around, and then, no, dead. Uh, but yeah, not a whole lot to say on the flashbacks. Just uh, I liked them. I liked his narration. I liked the the kind of historical because it's almost like he's talking in hindsight, kind of thing, mm. uh, as if he knows the importance of what's happening. Yeah, and it very much felt like he was narrating past events, didn't it? Mm. It did. So, be interesting. Uh, well, that that means he's still alive, or it's just uh, you know, because sometimes stories will have the whole it's like you're doing it in hindsight, but you're already dead. Yeah, it always bothers me a little bit, I'll be honest. It may not be that, though. It might not. I'm just saying, whenever that does turn out to be the case, it always slightly bothers me. In fact, if I was to guess, I would say this is a recording he's made. Somehow he'll stop, somehow he'll, he'll not die, and he'll make a recording describing what what he went through. 
Mm. And that's what we're hearing. That would okay. be my guess at this point, but I don't know. You know, I'm thinking end of Alien, you know, I'm Ripley, the, the last known yeah, survivor yeah, yeah, of blah, blah, yeah, yeah. you know. I'm thinking that kind of thing. Ah, I get it. Yeah. But how does he stop? What stops him? What slows him down? Yeah. Questions. <laughs> questions that need answers. Interesting questions. Uh, Avasarala uh, was a badass in this episode, and she went into Erin Wright, and it started off as a fairly peaceful... We need, we need to get Mo, we need to get him in, he seems to be responsible for Eros, and... He's like, oh, I'll contact his children and that. And she knows he's dodgy. She knows he's sketchy. And she's known this since the end of last season. But she's playing the game. She's she's not letting that... She's very good at the game, isn't she? She is very good at the game. And then when he agrees, yeah, I'll try and contact him. I'll talk to his children and so on. He's like, yeah. And remind them if they don't. And she's into this rant about crippling the entire family and making them feel like like outlaws and hunting them down for the rest of their days. Like their lives won't be worth living. She goes full dictator yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of glorious but the best part about it that i love though is when she's leaving the room the camera stays on her it could it could, it could have cut away well before now but it stays on her as she looks back as she's shutting the door and it's very intimidating and then it just cuts there and right and he just sort of gulps and it's like he thought he was in control but he just <laughs> it plays like such a, a comedy moment as well hmm. like when it went when he does just have that reaction shot of him it's like oh shit <laughs> Because he's always believed he's the one in control and that she's a pawn in his game. And this was like, this was a terrifying realization for him. And I thought that yeah. was. But yeah. you mentioned comedy beats. We have to talk about uh, one Amos. scene that gave me two of the funniest moments. Like, So we see Holden and Naomi and they're together and they're talking about, oh, we need to get, destroy the sample, whatever. And it cuts to a shot of just Amos and Alex, right? And right away, I'm like, this is a comedy scene because of the way they're framed. It's just them yeah. dead on. And also, I don't know if this was intentional, but Alex's hair was kind of sticking up and it was kind of like he'd not fixed it in a while. I don't know no, if you right. noticed this. It was kind of... I, like, I didn't, I'll be honest. It was sticking up. It, it looked just a little bit more goofy than usual. And they're just sitting there and Holden's like, right, just for the, the good of this crew and so we're all on the same page, you know, me and Naomi are together. And I was I was honestly expecting him to go, yeah, we knew, whatever. Yeah, but they did it in a much better way because yeah. Amos is like, when did it start? As if, as if he's annoyed, as if he's concerned. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's just after we left uh, Eros or whatever, whatever he said. And, yeah. he's, and he's like, and then they just sort of burst out into noise and Alex is pissed because he's lost a bet. And, <laughs> uh, but So that was funny. That was very amusing in and of itself. It wasn't the best part of the scene. No. The best part of the scene is when Holden comes over to Amos, he's like, right, I'm glad you're okay with this being a thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I mean, she's a nice girl, and she's like a sister to me, though. I mean, I do her if she'll let me. And then just, that came out of nowhere. And just... It was, it's just Holden's reaction. He's like, I do not know how to respond to this. Like, right, just, I'm just going to walk away. He just pats him on the shoulder, and Amos leaves the scene, and I just, oh, it was so funny. <laughs> it just, she's like a sister to me. I do her if she'll let me. And just walks off. <laughs> Oh, I can't know where Amos is becoming an MVP this show. He is. He was cracking me up so much this episode. Yeah, because later on, when they get back to the Taiko and the like, heroes have been celebrated, and Alex has been a bit of a pimp, and he's got like four girls around him, and he's like, t- he's like, oh, when you're out in the black, and he's like telling these heroic stories of himself and all the rest of it, and then what, what, presumably the boyfriend or wife of one of the girls comes out and starts like harassing him and uh, pushing him around. Amos steps in and beats the shit out. To- a bit overkill like the one punch yeah, would have been yeah. enough Amos but he like beats him up to the point where he's blood everywhere and all that and Amos just kind of leaves as if yeah you enjoy yourself 
Alex? My, my favorite bit as well of that is um, Alex like, what are, you, what are you even doing here? Do you live here? He goes, oh, I've got a flat next door. It's like, next door's a brothel. It's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, Amos is... Amos... Amos is sociopathic uh, attitude is becoming really funny to me. I don't know what that says about my my sensibilities. But it's, <laughs> it's, becoming okay. really funny. it's the most fun thing in the show. <laughs> Everything else is so serious and life threatening, yeah. and you know all all this other stuff. And well, then it's just Amos. Just ah, oh, this is just fun. When it, when Alex sort of confronts him later because he's like he's messing with the Mars flag and it's like oh this is your weird way of apologising. He's like. Yeah, like some people are need to be protected. There's no shame in that. And Alex, of course, t- takes some t- t- takes some uh, uh, umbrage with this this comment. Understandably, it says, "Look, I I like willingly let like an entire crate of people die to save your ass when we were attacking Eros. So don't you give me it." My favorite bit was where he goes, "I'm a big boy. I don't need protecting." <laughs> uh, Alex is great as well. All, all all the main cast are actually pretty well rounded at this point. Where Definitely. They all have their beats, they all have their things, and of course Naomi in this episode is against them destroying the molecule, uh, the sample that they had at the start of the season. Uh, Fred Johnson, of course, is suspicious that they're hiding something, because there's like, oh, there's this five-hour gap where you're kind of unaccounted for when you came back from Eros that first time. And they all agree to destroy it, but... And you can tell throughout the entire scene that Nomi's lying. Like she's not actually sending it to the sun. She's put it on the screen as if it is. But we, and we cut back to the the the, the sample to know to, so that we know that it isn't destroyed. It's there. It's in the asteroid still. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but again, that that's her and her, her kind of allegiance to the belt and her her, her beliefs coming into play and it's kind of going against what's going on in the crew. Which is kind of funny how she's been kind of the one who's been more willing to follow holding to a point early on, whereas. You know, Amos especially took a bit of time, but now I mean, now he's like, yeah, he's my captain. I'll do what he says. Yeah, yeah. But there was a time when he wasn't like that, and it's 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 maybe kind of a, a telling that Naomi, because unlike Amos, doesn't just blindly like she'll follow orders. She believes the line of respect and command, but she does have a mind of her own. She can have her own ideas, whereas Amos doesn't really. He just kind of follows. Yeah, I think that was really typified in a scene early on between Naomi and Holden, where they were talking about how when he made the decision to follow Eros, he was essentially committing all of them to death and no one complained like she didn't complain about that because she thought it was the right thing to do as well whereas you feel like if she had disagreed she would have she would have done something yes our our opinion would have been voiced in some way yeah yeah Yeah, you get that you get that feeling so that all very well rounded all that's coming uh together um, so yeah so we've got fred johnson he's got some of the missiles that the the earth launched the un launched uh I think it was about 30. Yeah, 30 I think was the number. Uh, but they, self, they self-denated the rest, but they managed to control 30 of them and keep them, uh, presumably as a bargaining chip for later, uh, or other some such reasons. You know, I'm not entirely sure with, with Fred. I feel like he's, he's got his own agenda, and I'm not entirely sure what it is. He does. It's kind of funny because it was really unclear last season, and then we revealed that how he didn't know what he was doing when he, you know, the Anderson Station thing happened, and that, that that was all fine, and it feels like he is kind of on like the path of the righteous kind of thing. And yeah, it's not that yeah. he's a, a bad guy. He's, he's just he has his own plan, yeah. and he's not willing to share that just yet. Do you know what I really loved about the, the scene he had with Holden, where he comes into the Tyke, uh, not Tyke, or the uh, the Rassi, and he comes comes to Holden, and he he's like, right, I want to get in the same page. I don't think we're on. And they have this conversation about their allegiances and all the rest of it. And I actually really like that scene because Miller kind of 
Not Miller, sorry. Holden Miller. I thought you were going to go into a no. point about... No, no, I wasn't. Holden, I'm actually Holden. His... <laughs> Residual Miller memories. Just I, I sort thought of lingering. you were going to go into a point about By the way, we how... are so seeing him again. Yeah, it was because there was a line about it, wasn't there? It, well, it wasn't just like that. It, there was just... The, the people are going to Venus, and I'm like, oh... Yeah, people, yeah. him and Julia are going to be there in Venus in some way, in some capacity. That's going yeah, to be probably. But we'll, we'll get to that side. But th- this scene between Holden and, and and Fred, I I liked it. Holden's standpoint was like all this bullshit, this Earth Mars Belter allegiances. It's all bullshit. I don't want. There shouldn't be sides. And I, I kind of respect that because in a weird way, I, I kind of relate to it because I, I kind of feel that way about just. You know, life in general, people pick factions, and I feel like that's bullshit. Why do we pick factions? And I, so I kind of relate just on a human level to his viewpoint but, there. But at the same time, humans by nature are tribal and oh yeah, have they are. sides, and that, that's kind of ingrained. And even in the future, it's but I, I mean, that's kind of the point, though, is that we're trying to overcome that and it's trying to yeah get past that. And Fred's like, yeah, that's a nice goal, and I hope I'll have to see it. But the way the world is right now, we have to pick sides, and it's it's those. I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, on my own personal beliefs, I'm kind of siding with Holden a lot more. And it is, it, but but neither of them came out of that conversation feeling like, oh, you're because that's villain. interesting. Because oh. I I sided with Fred because I think he, he like in the sense that yeah, that would be a nice goal, but right now that's not possible. So we'll just work with this system. Hmm, interesting. But it, it just I like that because neither of them came out of that feeling like there are. No, it was definitely balanced. Yeah, the, 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 either of them are villains or either of them are uh, even... I don't think there was a clear right or wrong between either Oh, no, of them. there wasn't, yeah. And that was also a good good thing about it. Uh, so, no, I, I appreciate that scene. Uh, yeah, as for going to Venus, we got this new Doctor character, whose name I didn't quite catch, but he comes to the UN. And Vassarella knows him, and she goes to dinner with him, and... We get a sense that there's a history. Maybe there used to be a, a romantic thing in there, but it's not anymore. She kind of shuts him down the minute he tries to imply that it might go there. Yeah, she's like, nope, this isn't a date. Yeah. And he... She she make, makes him sort of give his opinion because she was very quiet during the whole meeting. He's like, well... And he's hitting a lot of the key points that we know are, to, at least to an extent, true. He's like, I'm pretty sure this is not something Mars made. That, that This makes no sense. There's something more to this. It's alien. It's beyond our reach. It's a new thing. Uh, but the whole point of the scene, though, that's obviously exciting going forward, is is that I need to get on Venus. I need to get mm-hmm. there, and I'm like, yeah, let's get to Venus. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's happening soon, but maybe maybe end of the season. Yeah, maybe maybe because uh, I'm just wondering, like, what are their suits going to be like when they get? Because Venus, is, of course, is very hot, so they presumably have to protect themselves yeah. against that more than they would normally. Is Venus a gassy one? What, you mean a gas giant? Yeah. No, it's not. Is that not? No, but it's hotter than Mercury, which is a fact I always right. remember because you'd think Mercury would be the hottest given that it's closer to the sun, but it's not. Uh, Venus, from what I remember very vaguely from my, my school education on planets, is lots of volcanoes, very very volcanic activity on Venus. Fair enough. From what I remember. I don't remember much about the planets. If, if, if people find that to be wrong, I apologise, but that's just what I remember from my, uh, from my early days. But... Uh, no, I think that's interesting. Which, by the way, I mean, I thought that we should dip into the whole NASA thing, but isn't it interesting that we found all these new, possibly habitable planets this past week? So cool. It is so cool. Uh, seven planets in this new solar system that all of them could be habitable, but there's like three in the zone that are like very likely to be habitable. Yeah. Uh, it's really pretty cool. awesome. 
And some of them don't even spin or something like that, I'm pretty sure. I think it was all of them. All of them don't spin? Oh, that's interesting. I, th- I could be wrong, but I- I'm sure I read it was all of them. Which would make this really weird thing where half the planet's really cold all the time, the other half's really hot all the time. Yeah. And then the middle would be this nice little zone where it's just nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's halfway between the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's cool, it's cool. And it's a, it's a red dwarf, I believe, the, the sun for it as well. Oh. Yeah, which means it burns cooler, so it'll last longer than our sun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all very fascinating stuff. Uh, the most interesting part, though, was that two of the planets are so close to each other that it only takes nine days. With current technology, it would only take nine days to travel between them. Yeah. Which, given it takes us months to get to the moon, is actually pretty notable. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. Pretty cool. Look it up. Uh, cool, cool NASA stuff came out this past week. And, and just uh, there was all the, the there's these design posters. For all for all of them, and mm. there, there, there's a series that have already been done, and they're all really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it upsets me that we won't be getting to all this cool stuff in my lifetime. <laughs> it really does. I know. I want I know. We need a breakthrough. Yeah, we, we need faster than light uh, drives. Just, just need a, a breakthrough right about now. Be cool. <laughs> right about now. Yeah. I mean, twenty years is fine. Just what to get there. Or... No, no, if they have the breakthrough in the next, you know, 20 years oh, right, or so. Aye, aye, sure, sure. That'd be cool. That, that would be cool. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about the uh, the moon on Jupiter. Yeah. Uh, because I wasn't, it was funny, because when we first cut to this, I wasn't sure, like, is this something we're supposed to know what the conflict is here? Because they're there, because there's some sort of disturbance, and the Martians are there, and they think there's UN soldiers in the, in the horizon. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't entirely clear, like, uh, well, I, I think it's, I think it's clear by the end though that there's just this is yeah, unknown. Yeah. There's just stuff here because we we don't know what the hell this was. I mean, we can speculate. Yeah. Because obviously an attack happens. There's like a drone. The the establish isn't one of theirs. They assume it's one of the sort of the the bio labs or whatever here is here. The the greenhouses that are presumably in this mm-hmm. colony, and although now I would assume that it was it belonged to the. The, the enemy, the villains that appear yes. at the end. And yeah, that would be a more logical assumption. Yeah, the Martian ships all get blown up to hell at the end. Utterly disintegrated. Yeah, as, as do some of the satellites or something they've got in the... Look like them, yeah. Got in the atmosphere. They all get destroyed. The rest of the Martian crew get completely obliterated and Draper's lying there. Kind of... I, I like the little effect because our, our glass is cracked and just a little bit of the oxygen is just kind of... Mm sort of escaping but not completely it's just got a nice little vapor sort of effect that was happening yeah yeah it was nice uh but now we see from her point of view and this being uh hint of protomolecule i've th- I seen some blue glow i saw that as well yeah but there's a being there who didn't have a suit on was looking at her and that's sort of what we end the the episode on yeah and so the speculation would be is this a person who has been taken over by the protomolecule or is this actually just one of the beings who sent the protomolecule? Yeah. See, uh, you know the, the ship from the, the past, the 137 years ago, yeah. and we see it here on uh, over when she looks out. Also, I want to say, the zoom on those helmets is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, they've got this HUD display that yeah can zoom it's in. Like and... six, it's, it says at the top it's like 65 times zoom, and it's just utterly clear. Yeah, but given how much uh, you know planet moving around have gotten all that. I'm willing to buy the, the Zoom technologies oh, no. I, better. <laughs> I believe it as well. I just, I'm, I'm impressed by it. <laughs> Which sounds weird, given that I've not mentioned that about all the other tech, but 
don't know. The zoom just was like, ah, oh, that's impressive zoom. It's probably because you use zoom on an everyday sort of basis. With probably things, is. That you, you appreciate the advancement in zoom technology. Yeah, more. exactly. That's probably what it is. Because in context, you see how you would use that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Whereas yeah. uh, spaceships are cool and all, but we wouldn't actually be using a spaceship right now if we, we had exactly. them. So. Exactly. But uh, what was I was saying, yeah, you see the ship. Do you see the ship when, from her point of view? It looked like it to me. I didn't spot this. If, 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 I mean, maybe you did, but I, I didn't see it. Maybe I misinterpreted it. It was as she was you know, looking out and it was all zooming and we were seeing the battle and everything mm. like that. It looked like that was the ship that was one of the ones that she focused in on. Well, in, the, in the sky or like landing? Yeah, oh, in right. the sky. Hmm. That was just because when, when we seen the 137 years ago, when it went, it went past the moon. Because like, it, it flew yeah. past and then we, we sort of tilted down to it. So uh, mm. you may be right, though. I'm going to have to go back and check to see if that ship. I was could there. be wrong. I, I could. It, it just looked very similar. If, yeah. if that is it. Yeah, it, it may have just been a similar ship, but might have been. So yeah, could it be him that's been affected by the proto molecule? Yeah, that was something I thought. Maybe he did go past, and then he's come back. Yeah, which I mean, maybe ties into the whole idea. Did whatever he ran into or find trigger the attack? Triggered the, yeah. the proto molecule being sent. Presumably to Earth, but obviously it got disrupted and landed in the asteroids and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, wondering if that's how he's been, if that is him, this being, that mm. he's been infected then, but he was still able to pilot his ship back. Yeah. Or is it just a native alien? <laughs> or that, and it's just all a ship. That would work too. Yeah. yeah. If it is even the ship, if it's not the ship, then it's just... It is, yeah, yeah. I, pres- I presume the aliens have got good ship technology. I mean... You, you have to assume so. So... I don't know. It was, it was very interesting. It's, it's very. It's it's kind of this thing because we. It almost felt like the last episode, and I understand the last episode was also the end of the first book, but it really did feel like we wrapped up a big chapter of the whole story because we ended the Eros and we ended, for yeah. now at least, Miller and Julie stuff, and it felt like that was a conclusion. And I thought it was interesting this episode it introduced the new Doctor who wants to go to Venus, and it introduced like straight up here. Here's a, here's possibly an alien life form, just a, an alien being looking down at you. It was like here's a big bold new thing to like no. Nah, there's still stuff to come. You, you can We're tell this done. is the start of the new story, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Where obviously everything's continuing, but this is the new stuff going forward. And yeah. it, it feels that introductory in this episode. And I, I feel like, you know, probably Draper maybe didn't come into it until then and they they seeded her before, just to, to give us some elements so that it didn't feel like it was just all out of nowhere. Mm. Could have been. Kind of thing. It feels like that to me, but uh that was a job episode. I, I do obviously it was more of a quieter episode than the last one, but not completely quiet, but just a bit more... Eliza, it feels like it is the start of the yeah. next story. It feels very introductory. It's like, okay, here's the new pieces that you're going to yeah. need. Uh, obviously, and, all and the, that's fine. Obviously, all the character stuff still going forward, and we've talked about how great all that was, because it was pretty much all great. Uh, and then the ending here was the hook. It was, here's your big tease for what's coming for the rest of the season. There's an alien life form dude, possibly. Mm-hmm. Or... Very humanoid looking still. Yeah, a humanoid shape. But very Didn't need a suit. Was fine in a vacuum. Uh, out yep. without a suit and had the blue glow to it so uh, so that's why we think it could be a human that's been turned by a, the protomolecule but it could also just be their native uh, species because we, we, we don't could. know uh, could. because after all it's one of those things where if I, I believe if you know you, you had a planet that was similar to Earth then the life forms that would form there would probably be very similar to what we have anyway just because that's why we've formed the way we have in theory yes yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we don't have an all planet with life on it, so it's yeah, all theory. Yeah, I'm in theory, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the whole, you know, the the 
birds on the Galapagos Islands that they, you know, they go differently to each island based mm. on the food, and it, it would have to be very similar to our planet to evolve so similarly. Yeah, but then, I but, mean, it's obviously the fact that if it is the alien life form, it, the fact that it doesn't need to breathe in a vacuum. I mean, it's already very different. It's just the idea that it's got you know four limbs, that kind of thing. Sh- yeah, yeah, you know, the, I, I can buy that. That's where. Because when you think about it, most species on this planet, any mammals anyway, have four limbs. Sure, a lot of them are it's four legs instead of two arms, two legs, but you can see the similarities. The, the only true difference in terms of like physical between is really is the tail. Like we, There's nothing that we have that's similar to a tail that most other mammals have. But yeah. everything else, you know, we all have two eyes, we all have two ears, we all have a nose, we all have four limbs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. All the organs are this, pretty much the same. Smaller, of course, depending on the animal, but very, very similar. You can see all the, all the yeah, same definitely. things. So, but anyway, we're we're getting into some talk that we really don't know what we're talking about. So I'm just gonna wrap this up here. See, this was a good episode. Uh, I'm intrigued by all the things going forward. Very exciting ending. Very exciting ending. Uh, but yeah, that's this week's expanse. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. Guys on Twitter, mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen for general ramblings. Uh, But that's us, guys. We will be back next week with more Expanse. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.